horror movies are fun. Whether it's a ghost or some demonic spirit or some cult-like curse, a lot of people are fascinated by those things, if for no other reason than it's almost realistic with just enough fantasy to make you wish it was actually true. Robert the Doll is one of many of these horror stories and was even the inspiration for the Chucky doll in the movie Child's Play. Get ready to get spooked, which is a word I'm not supposed to say anymore because of PC culture, this week on Our Weird World. Our Weird Welcome to Our Weird World. I am John Henson, and I'm going to apologize beforehand. My allergies are killing me right now, so I'm going to try to not write into the mic like I just did there, but <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. Uh, so we're just going to we're just going to plug through it. Um, this week, um, it's our first paranormal episode since the very first one. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot more paranormal stories in October to celebrate Halloween. But uh, this week, I'm telling you the story of a doll that many people have claimed to be haunted by. Uh, I've even had a personal encounter with this doll, which I'm going to tell you about at the end. So uh, if you're ready, let's start the story. In the late 1800s, the wealthy Otto family from Germany settled in Key West, Florida, and built a house that would later become known as the Artist's House. Their youngest son, Robert Eugene Otto, was given a doll for his birthday in 1904. The doll was made by the Steiff Toy Company back in Germany. It was over three feet tall, had olive-colored skin, pitch black eyes, and at least now, I don't know if it had this back then, but it had all kinds of marks on his face like it had been repeatedly stabbed with a knife. It was also apparently cursed thanks to a Bahamian, Bahamian? A servant from the Bahamas. Bahamian. Yeah. A Bahamian servant who placed a voodoo curse on the doll as a form of revenge for the poor treatment that she received while working for the family. Now, none of that mattered to Robert. He loved the doll so much that he gave the doll his first name and began going by his short by a shortened version of his middle name. So from that point on, the doll was now named Robert and the boy went by Gene. The two were completely inseparable, except for the times when Robert the doll was given his own bedroom, complete with furniture, other toys, um, you know, just everything up in the attic, because the Ottos were pretty determined to create a horror movie out of this. Soon, the Ottos began hearing two distinct voices coming from the attic. They wanted to believe that young Gene was trying to be like a budding voice actor, but Gene never replicated the voice when anyone else was around. Even when Gene was out of the house, the family still heard giggling and noises that sounded like someone was playing up in the attic. Now, if there were a movie adaptation to this story, the director would probably opt to give the doll a deep, gravelly, mature voice here, but a child could ostensibly do something like that if all of those horror movies about demonic possession are to be believed instead i kind of i kind of like to imagine that it was something like entirely different you know it's just like oh robert this is the best day of my life you are my best friend in the whole wide world i do declare gene my boy you are my best friend as well and might i say your family has hired some mighty fine color folk downstairs to help with the household duties robert that is very inappropriate they are our family's property and should be treated with respect 
Come, you leader hoes and boys. I say I do appreciate the irony in being a doll cursed by a slave that now talks like a racist plantation owner. You're welcome for that. That is highly offensive. But it's not me. It's a character. That's what makes it fun. Um, so <laughs> when Jean when Jean began blaming accidents and, and broken household items on Robert, um, the family servants reasoned that the doll was definitely cursed. Uh, the family was hesitant to believe a bunch of relatively uneducated black servants because they were German and racist. And, you know, of course, Germans aren't going to believe anyone who's a different race. But Jean's aunt, her, his great aunt, totally believed that Robert the doll was haunted and convinced the family to lock the doll in a box in the attic. And the next day, the great aunt dies. So literally the day after she convinced the family to lock the doll in a box in the attic, she dies. And that's probably not a good sign. And at this point, like common sense would dictate that you take this doll out on a boat, tie a cement brick to it, and then chuck it in the ocean just to be safe. Instead, the Otto family returned Robert to Jean so that the two could go back to their little playtime. From then on, Jean continued to insist that Robert the doll was responsible for mutilating Jean's other toys, breaking glassware, causing other damage throughout the house. But nothing was ever done about it. Like Jean and, and Jean eventually grew up, he left Key West, and he attended art school where he became a professional painter. After graduating art school, Jean lived in Paris for a while, continuing to paint and live off his family's wealth. While there, while in Paris, he met and married his wife, Annette, who was from Boston and living in Paris as a concert pianist. Uh, the two eventually moved back to Key West to care for Jean's mom, who was, you know, real sick. She was about to die. Um, when Jean and his wife got back to Key West, he was reunited with Robert and the two quickly went back to their old ways, which understandably annoyed Annette because no woman's dream is to marry like a man child. Fortunately for everyone, nothing really creepy happened up until Jean's death in 1974, or maybe they thought Jean was the one talking like a racist plantation owner up in the attic still. I don't know. Um, but after Jean died, Annette immediately sold the house and moved out. Uh, a woman named Myrtle Reuter purchased the home a short time later and decided to keep the doll along with all the other possessions in the home because that's not a creepy thing to do at all. Uh, Robert was lovingly placed in the attic with all of Jean's other remaining childhood belongings. And soon after that, Reuter began hearing the same giggling that the autos had heard when Robert was a child and maybe some passively aggressive racist comments as well. Uh, <laughs> she then began noticing that Robert was appearing in various areas of the house, i.e. not the attic that she had locked him in when she had originally moved in. Uh, the last straw finally came when she awoke one night to see Robert standing at the foot of her bed holding a knife allegedly I you know maybe that maybe that happened um but rather than cutting Robert into little pieces setting him on fire because that's obviously what you do with things that are very clearly cursed instead Robert was donated to the East Martello Museum in Key West in 1994 and since then museum employees have claimed that Robert changes positions in his display case others have claimed that the doll has caused car accidents job losses divorce you know so many things and I that, so that's kind of the end of, you know, the, the setup to, to Robert and, and, and Robert's backstory. But I have actually had my own personal encounter with Robert the doll. Um, back in 2017, I was traveling through Florida for a book that I was writing, uh, Where the Weird Things Are, you know, if you ever want to check it out. <clears throat> and 
I was I was staying with my mother and brother while they were vacationing near Orlando. And one day we all drove down to Key West because I wanted to visit. My mom had always wanted to visit. Uh, and so we just we got up super early one morning and made like the six hour drive down there. Um, I knew that Robert the doll was staying at the East Martello Museum on the island. And that was the absolute first stop we made as soon as we got there. We walked in the museum, which is inside this old Civil War fort, and we walked down one of the old walkways along just this old brick fort. I, you know, I don't know if it's the original brick. It looks like it. It was it was pretty cool, but it was hot. There was no air circulation. It was it was a nightmare. Um, the Robert exhibit is one of the first stops along the way, and in that museum, Robert is sitting inside this glass case wearing a white sailor's uniform. He has a toy dog that he's holding and he has his legs propped up on a glass stool. And there's a sign above the enclosure warning visitors to ask for Robert's permission before taking a picture of him. And I thought that was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen, uh, especially, you know, considering only crazy people talk to inanimate objects. And since I wasn't crazy, I just pulled out my phone and I snapped a picture in complete defiance of the, just what I felt was a really stupid request. Um, you know, and so you know how phones are. The phone made that little clicking noise to sh- to like, indicate that you had taken a picture. And immediately, like, this woman on the other side of the enclosure just whips around. And just, like, I, did, I, I had briefly seen her, but I'd forgotten she was there. And she just whips herself around. And she's like, did you ask permission first? Uh, and I was like, no. And I said it in a way to kind of try to indicate that I thought it was dumb to ask for permission. Um, and also an even dumber thing for her to even ask me if I'd ask permission. And she kind of paused for a second and she, and she goes, Oh, you should have asked, uh, strange, strange things happen when you don't ask. Oh, really? I said, I said, you know, I just, I, because like, I thought this woman was just full of crap and, and she goes, Oh yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Uh, I came here to visit Robert a couple of years ago and I took a picture without his permission and a few days later, when I was looking through the other pictures I had taken on the trip, three of the pictures were upside down. And she kind of paused like that to like let me react. And, and I think she hoped that I would have reacted like, oh, no, but I didn't. I was just like, whatever, <laughs> I, you know, because like this was a woman who at least seemed to me like she wasn't super tech savvy and could have easily just taken a couple of pictures upside down. You know, like also I've uploaded several pictures onto my computer before. And sometimes for whatever reason, the computer will upload it upside down. I, it doesn't concern me. I don't think my, you know, my phone or my camera has been hacked. It just happens. It's a glitch sometimes. Um, you know, so I, I didn't, I, I just kind of stared back at her. I just kind of nodded a little bit. I didn't really respond. And, and she, and she like, she held to it. She's like, there was no way I could have done it, but they were there. And I'm convinced Robert had something to do with my pictures being upside down. And so I was like, well, you know what, we'll just see what happens then. And I, you know, just that, like that, my, my flippant reaction visibly disturbed her more than it probably should have. And, um, you know, whatever, like we went out, we, you know, the rest of the day, we had a great lunch. Um, we had nice key lime limeade and we, you know, walked around to the Island, which isn't terribly hard to do. It's a pretty small place. Um, 
But a few hours later, we drove off the Keys and we went and checked into our hotel uh, in Homestead, which is kind of the last mainland city uh, before you leave Florida and, and get onto the Keys. And um, we walked into the lobby of this Holiday Inn Express. And immediately I see this older man with pockmarks like all over his face. And my first thought was, wow, his face looks like Robert the Doll's face which is a mean thing to say about a real person, but I'm a mean person, right? And like, he he was just, he was sitting in a chair, he was drinking a beer, he was wearing a loosely fitting black shirt and even like more disturbing, looser fitting boxer shorts. And he was just kind of nodding his head along to like the elevator music that was playing in the background. And as I checked in, like I just felt him staring right at me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of standing between him now and the you know receptionist and I just feel him staring at me and I was waiting for him to say something really incoherent forcing me to either just be rude to him or like ignore him or turn him down or whatever and then the th- and then that's when the thought hit me it's like well maybe Robert sent him that was pretty good yeah, yeah whatever you know or or maybe this was just South Florida and I was genuinely surprised that I hadn't yet been accosted by someone even more unstable than this guy but we checked in, we left to grab some food, uh, and got back to our room without any problem. And after a much needed shower, I went to bed and I, you know, got ready to just finish, you know, going to Miami or, you know, to ex- finish exploring Miami the next day. But the problem was that I could not sleep. And it started with this little kid who just started running up and down the hallway laughing. Like, like think of a little kid laughing and running up and down the hallway. Like that's exactly what it sounded like. And I kept I kept waiting for the parents to like come and get their stupid kid. Like, hey, it's midnight, you little turd. Like stop like people are probably trying to sleep. But that never happened. All right. It was just the sound of this little kid laughing, running up and down the hall for a few minutes. And, you know, I was like, oh man, maybe maybe that was Robert. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Eventually, though, like the kid stopped running and I was finally able to just kind of doze off to sleep. But a couple of hours later, I was jerked awake by this just shockingly loud, persistent banging noise coming from some other part of the hotel. Like I couldn't tell if like the elevator cables were snapping or if someone was just taking a sledgehammer to the ice machine. But it just it felt like uh, just this metal on metal bang, bang. And like the problem was that there was never a consistent pattern to it. All right. It wasn't rhythmic or anything like that. It would just go bang and then nothing. It would be silence and it would strike again just at the moment where you would, where I just gotten my heart rate back down and I was about to fall back asleep and then bang. And it did it like three or four times. And my mom and my brother who are in the hotel room with me, they don't hear any of this. Like they're out. All right. But it's just me. <laughs> and, and I had that thought like, Oh man, 
maybe it was Robert, you know? And I mean, like, sure, whatever. Like, if a cursed doll's spirit floated 120 miles from Key West to just kind of, like, disrupt a night of sleep as an act of revenge for me taking a picture of him, cool, cool, you know, way to go. I guess we're even now, Robert. But, uh, you know, I mean, what else should I have expected from a doll? Like, he, like, that was kind of it. Uh, Nothing else really happened on the rest of that trip. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's been my experience. And, uh, finally, that's the end of the story. So, dear listener, was I truly haunted by the spirit of Robert the doll? Maybe. Or, I mean, it's just coincidental enough to make you kind of question it, which is about as far as most of these ghost stories go. Um, and if hauntings are always that interesting, I'd love to annoy some more ghosts and curse things and just have them screw with me a little bit. Like, that's, that's just pretty cool. Um, I definitely learned that the cursed doll was probably real in all of this, but let's see what else we learned today. <laughs> What did we learn? Number one, I am really great at German and plantation owner accents. Uh, plus, I can say awful things and get away with it because I'm playing a character. It's not really me. Uh, it's it's a character that I'm playing. And you can't get mad at me for that. Uh, number two, apparently there are some people who are perfectly fine moving into a house and just inheriting all of the stuff that the previous owners left behind. That's That's probably the weirdest part of the whole story to me. Like, I don't want anything. Like, if I just buy a house, like, okay, yeah, leave, like, the fridge and the washing machine and, and, like, the appliances and stuff like that. But, like, take all your other crap out. Like, I like this is my house now. I don't want your old crap in my new house. Uh, and number three, a lot of people claim to have been haunted by Robert's curse. Several people uh, have, like I said, like, they claim... They've gotten into car accidents like shortly after running into Robert or like their their marriage quickly fell apart or they lost their job or something like that. So I have not been the only one to report a an encounter, a strange coincidental encounter with Robert the doll after not getting permission to take his picture as if like that even really matters. <laughs> Next week on Our Weird World, it is our first themed month. It is going to be a Japanese July, and holy crap, you are not ready for the awful stories that are going to be coming at you next month. I am warning you now, buckle up. Thank you for listening. Tell all your friends, and keep it weird. (laughs) 